0: I really feel that it's kind of how we approached this tap list, though. I, you know, just discussing leading up to the opening of what we wanted on tap and the variety and, you know, the thing that we kept kind of just tossing around was, well, I really liked this recipe. I really like this. You know, there's, there's an underlying support from, you know, the two of them who are really behind the recipes.
1: That's James Aslanian of Fort Nonsense Brewing Company in Denville, New Jersey. Welcome to Over Beers, a craft beer conversation podcast. My name is Freddie Clark. There's an old saying that blood is thicker than water, but is blood thicker than beer? That's what I was looking to find out when I visited Fort Nonsense Brewing Company earlier in the summer. FNC is owned and operated by not just two, but three brothers, Andrew, Thomas, and James, the Aslanian brothers. They are brewing a variety of classic ales and lagers with their own unique twists and talk about those beers with only a hint of sibling rivalry during the conversation. Like most brewers, they were into homebrewing before they started. So before we get their conversation started, let's talk a little bit about homebrewing. Homebrewing, as you can easily guess, is the hobby of brewing beer at home. Home Homebrewers can have a very simple basic setup all the way to small scale commercial brewing kits. Some people will get into home brewing to save money. Those people are usually in countries with high taxes on alcohol. Currently in the US, home brewing doesn't save much money and it's done as more of a challenging hobby to understand the process of brewing and master its complexities. You'll find people who love to cook will also love to brew as they share a lot of aspects in their creative processes. For many, it's also a very social activity. With friends gathering together to brew and then, of course, try the homebrew. Most areas have homebrew clubs where people get together to share recipes, techniques, participate in competitions, and, of course, just hang out with other homebrewers. Some will try to mimic popular styles or brands, while others are looking to innovate in their own beers with different ingredients like spices, fruits, herbs, and other additions to the process. Ingredients are no different than what craft brewers will use. But how homebrewers might get them can be very different. Usually people will start with a brew kit that includes pre-measured ingredients and step-by-step instructions to brew on a very basic gear setup. This is usually referred to as extract brewing. The ever-popular Mr. Beer Kit is a prime example of this. From there, they can progress and move to extract with specialty grains, which is kind of like a middle ground where you add some grains to the extract model. And then as people get better and more professional at it, they culminate in all-grain brewing, which is basically brewing from scratch. People in the U.S. have been homebrewing since colonial times, and next week we're going to talk more about that in a very special episode of the podcast. But for now, let's get to our conversation with Andrew, Thomas, and James. We gathered around a table in their taproom and had a conversation over beers. What got you guys into beer in the first place? Like, what was the genesis of your was, love of beer. It was really our
0: dad. Um, he's he's a chemist, so one year for Father's Day, we decided to get him a uh, brew-at-home beer kit. Mm-hmm. And we
2: thought he'd be really into the chemistry of it. And at that point, what? you and Well, I... before that, we got him the uh, Mr. Beer. We got him the Mr. Uh, beer. I was like yeah, five yeah. when we did that. So always, that Mr. It's yeah. all, it it's always Mr. Beer. It always starts with Mr. Beer. It always beer. <laughs> that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but that did not turn out well at all. And then we... Um, where did we get that first beer kit from? Um, up in
2: uh, the homebrew shop in Sparta, I'm yeah, 15. I'm, I'm 15, yeah. yeah.
0: So we got we got one of those for them and kind of just went through the process. We were all older at that point. I think Thomas and I were at least, you were at least 22, I was 21. Yeah, we were in it college. I was like 19. Yeah, we were in college <laughs> at that okay. point. So, you know,
2: we went through the whole process and... No, you were... I think I was not quite there yet. You must have been. The first, oh, the first brew, you, you weren't really that involved on it. I was there the whole time. You were there, but... Um, I have the pictures on my phone. Okay, fine. <laughs> and here's the brother. Yeah, here's the brothers. Yeah, the brother side. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so we did that, and then we just kind of got... Well, the two of them, Thomas and Andrew, got more into it and started just, you know, designing on recipes and going whole grain and...
1: You guys can probably fill in all the green. Green. All green. sorry. Sorry, <laughs> slip of the tongue. Yeah. The whole is so, the was Dad into it? Yeah, you bought him the kit, but it sounds like you guys bought him the kit just so you could go play with him.
2: No, he was, well, we kind of each fell. So, it started with the four of us. Okay. Then, James kind of, you know, he'd be busy, so we'd do it without him. And then, Thomas would be busy, so we'd do it without him. And that would just be me and my dad and then he'd be busy and he'd be like, oh, I'll just do it without me. And then I kind of stole it from him. Okay, then, so, all right. Then and when, then when we, I got
3: the house, I just started doing it by myself.
2: Yeah, all right. So okay. it started as all four of us and then slowly kind of. As people got yeah. busy and
1: didn't doing yeah, other things. Life yeah, life got in the way. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. as, a, yeah. as it always does, right. Yeah, branched okay. out into our own things. Yeah, okay, well what are those oh, your own things? Because I'm always interested to find out about the path that people took. In whatever they do, right? Because it's always unique to, you know, it, there's no one cookie cutter I became a brewer story. It's always interesting to find out the different paths that people took.
3: My regular life, full time job pronounced, uh, I work as an engineer. Okay. Uh, design bridges. Okay. So it's fun. So we got the kit for our dad and, mm-hmm. and kind of drifted off. And then I got pulled back in um, one Christmas. Uh, my wife went out and bought me, bought me another uh, beer kit. Okay. Uh, just an extract kit. You know, we we had all the equipment already at our parents' house, so she wanted to just surprise me and get me back into it. Mm-hmm. She went to Cascade Kettle over in Butte, because we live right She'll by it.
2: Cascade Kettle. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> got me got me the extract kit, and I brewed it up. It was an IPA, a, a West Coast IPA, and uh, kind of. For me, it rekindled it. it. got me back into, you know, reminding me, hey, this is fun. Right. So right, right from there, especially having all the equipment already, I was like, you know, I'm going to jump right in. Andrew, Andrew was already going at it and I was okay. like, you know, I'm going to start making my own recipes. Yeah. I did the one extract kit and I was like, okay, I'm going to straight up everything. Okay. Now, how long had you been away from it? Um,
1: maybe a, a year.
3: Oh, okay, so yeah, it, wasn't, it, wasn't it
1: wasn't that long. It's not yeah. like you left for years and, yeah, yeah okay. No. Okay.
3: Yeah. We've, only, we've only been brewing for, like, six seven, seven years? years, about. Yeah. Okay, all right.
1: That's so that, that last kit, the, not the Mr. Beer, but the other one you got. Yeah, you the fought, other one was, was like years. six seven
2: years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. seven right.
0: years, about. Um, so I'm actually a musician by trade. Okay. Uh, my full-time job, I'm a high school band director up in Sussex, New Jersey. Okay. Um, so I, I'm actually the, the last brother to jump onto the brewing train. Uh, so to say, um, while they were kind of doing all that stuff, I, I was, I was gigging, I was teaching, I was, I was just kind of all over the place. So I didn't really have the time to dedicate, you know, into that whole thing. So like when Andrew would be brewing on a Saturday in the fall, I would be with my marching band off, you know, at some Mm -hmm. competition or a football game or something like that. Um, and then as this whole thing started to kind of pick up momentum and get to where we are today. Um, They asked me if I wanted to be involved in it in some way and my biggest concern was how am I going to balance all that stuff and I'm somehow making it all work which is awesome Um, um, and basically when I committed Andrew just would, would throw different beers at me because I was also the last one on the beer train in the family. Um, I'm a big Scotch and whiskey and and wine kind of guy, but now I'm a stout and porter guy. Okay. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I just kept throwing different styles at me, different uh, breweries, just all these different things. So in terms of like experience designing recipes and actually like going through the brew process, um, I was kind of learning as we were getting to opening and and all that stuff. So I'm also happy to say that I uh, did design my first recipe, which should hopefully be on tap later this winter. It's a chocolate and chili
1: stout
2: i right. yeah, probably fall a little fall? throw out to that.
1: Nice. Alright, yeah, nice. So Andrew, you seem like you're the constant then. <laughs> yes. In the yeah. in the brewing yeah. in the brewing chronolo- chrono- uh, chronology. Yeah. So you're what was it that what was it that kept you involved
2: in it? Like what was it um, that grabbed you and wouldn't let go? I don't know. I mean I've always cooked. Like mm-hmm. even I guess my involvement in Stuff like this goes way back. So when we were younger, Thomas and James like went out to get jobs when they were 14, they mowed lawns. And I was stuck at home myself. And I got very tired of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches really quick. <laughs> so I convinced my parents to teach me how to use the grill. And then I just started cooking a bunch. So at probably, I don't know, if you were 14, I was 11.
0: Yeah.
2: I started cooking and I would cook all the time every day. And it just kind of went from there. I actually, I went to school for music too. And I'm a musician by trade. Um, I did education for a little bit, but through that time, I worked in kitchens. So when I was in college, I worked at one of the cafes as a short order cook. Then I came out of school, I waited tables a little bit, I uh, worked at another cafe for like three and a half, four years before opening this place. But throughout all of it, I kept in the, the beer world because it's a different way to make the recipes and mm-hmm. you know essentially cook and yeah. have different flavors. And I was always big when I first started drinking in college, totally 21. Um, I, wanted to know, I wanted to know the history behind everything. Like, I wanted to know what went into it. Like, I would get a different bourbon because I love bourbons, and I would look into, you know, what the grain bill is, how long it's aged, what type of barrels, what char number on it, and all that stuff. So then once I started getting more into the beer and making it, I started looking into that as well. mm mm-hmm. And that sort of thing's just always been interesting to me. And I can't remember anything about any book I've ever read, but I can tell you recipes from restaurants I worked at like 10 years ago. Okay. So it's kind of always been that sort of thing for me. So it seems like you kind of hooked into that chemist,
1: how does everything come together? What's, what's the process behind this? But also the, the history and, the, and how
2: we got here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Definitely how everything goes together and like what traditionally was done and all that sort of thing. Okay. And how other people make their stuff. Okay. Like, I love finding out how other breweries make their beer, what their processes are.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because, you know, maybe they do something differently than we do, which will help us. And maybe they've thought of something with a recipe that I've never thought of before. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that all stems back also from the cooking. And watching all the cooking shows when I was stuck at home and nothing else was on. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so. it is, like, to your earlier point, it is cooking.
1: Just yeah. the final yeah. product is liquid, yeah. but it's it's all heat and
2: what ingredients are going into it and how long and what temperature yeah. and it's all all, all matching flavors yeah. and you know what hops give what out and what grains are going to do, you know what in it and
1: mm-hmm.
2: it all boils down to the recipe design and the cooking and everything. Okay, so that's kind of how I I stayed through it. Okay. The
1: interest in other brewers and how they do things. Did you had before you guys opened here, had you worked any place or investigated
2: um, or interned or I didn't knocked work on in doors? any. I didn't work in any breweries, but Joe up at Manskirt was a giant help. Mm-hmm. And right when he opened he actually let me come in and sit in on a brew day with him and just let me pick his brain about everything. Okay. So every couple of months we would go up there and I would just, you know, check in with him and keep finding out. He's been great through Mm -hmm. everything. He was definitely one of our biggest helps. And more Joes, the Joes at Cask and Kettle in Boonton, they were great throughout the whole process. And I actually, the cafe I worked at is about a half mile from Cask and Kettle. So like every day I would be in there asking them questions and Mm -hmm. talking to them for hours on end about things.
3: Not
2: buying anything. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> <it was> like <laughs> most of <laughs> time I'm buying, buying stuff. The <laughs> <laughs> I would conveniently forget small, cheap things. Okay. Like, oh, I forgot a lid yes. for this bucket. Oh, <laughs> tomorrow oh. I forgot my airlock.
1: Okay. So, you know,
2: min- I need... minimal,
1: minimal spend yeah. with <laughs> maximum knowledge. Yes. Yeah. They were great. Okay. They were great
2: through everything.
1: Now, was, at that point, was opening a brewery... In the forefront of your mind, or was it still just getting the knowledge, finding out things? Or at that by that point, did you say, I know I want to do this, and let me play for the
2: long um, game? Probably at that point, it was the brewery idea. Yeah. Because it was... <laughs> It was right when we were I was graduating from college and it was what am I gonna do with my life? You know, that whole <laughs> right, tobacco. Right. I'm still asking uh, <laughs> it, I'm almost fifty. Okay. <laughs> I ended up going to grad school and doing that and trying to find more teaching jobs and it wasn't panning out. And I was like, I really just wanna do a brewery. So I convinced Thomas that it was a great idea and we should totally do it, mm-hmm. and he was a little iffy until I shared the Google Doc of a. Uh, you
3: convinced me <laughs> that we should look into maybe starting a brewery. Yes.
2: yes. <laughs> and then I shared a Google Doc with a potential business plan, and then that started to just snowball from there. Okay. And. Yeah. Well, it also there was there was, at that point they
0: were home brewing and bottling, and so at of like family barbecues and family functions they would they would have the family drinking their beer and. There's always a lot of support, but you also kind of have to think in the back of your mind, it's like, okay, these are aunts. Of course, you're going to be like, oh, your beer's yeah. right, right, you know, right. and, beer is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this free beer yeah, is right,
1: wonderful. Right. Yeah. Family <laughs> drinking free beer. Yeah. Of course yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. But right? you, guys, you guys also
3: <laughs> submitted some of your beers to, to festivals and, and got some good yeah, we're accolades. We were doing yeah. homebrew competitions, yeah. and that was wow. a great way to hone our recipes. Yeah, right. Nice rivalry, yeah. putting yeah. things into the same yeah. competition. Course, higher. Right, okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, so you guys were not... <laughs> They weren't collabs between the no, two of you, but no, well, we individual. We yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get this and yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be better than you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, the brothers, okay. There's still a little <laughs> bit of
3: that with, with our current trap lineup too. I did the middle
1: for my wit beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> we need to work that out. Sure, right. um, you should just name a beer that. <laughs> yeah. So so that
0: was also a contributing factor. Like, there was there was family support behind it and Ultimately, for what, like a year, every single family gathering was just like, are you guys gonna open the brewery? Oh, it's a great idea, it's a bad idea, it's a great idea, it's Mm -hmm. a bad idea.
1: Mm -hmm. I kind of was just like sitting there just waiting for the dust to (laughs) settle. You were still uncommitted and just, see how it all plays out. All right, well, now that's interesting though, with people hearing both sides of the good idea, bad idea, and especially out of different family members, were there ever nights where you'd come home from a family thing and go, oh yeah, this is not gonna, this is a terrible idea. You know, like Uncle, Uncle Pete said this is terrible, so you know, maybe he's right, you know?
3: I don't think I had those thoughts until we actually got in here and started building it out, and I was like, what, what did we do? Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't it's
0: think yeah. I had those, those feelings until it was like the day before opening, I just got super nervous. I was like, "Oh God, we have a, like we have people coming tomorrow." Well, I think my bigger fear was no one was going to show up to the opening. Okay. Like I, I had one of those like you know stress dreams where
1: like no one was going to show up. You're, and then, you're selling beer in your underwear and nobody shows yeah, up. Yeah.
0: No, but it ended up being a great a great weekend, and everyone you know we had a, we had an awesome response from the community, which was great.
1: Um, okay. and I mean, yeah, I, I was. Strangely confident about all of it. Well, well, how – so how long was that – how long did it take to get to that opening where you guys said, this is what we're really doing, we're going to commit to it, we're going to start the process. How long of that time – how long was that time frame from – Finding a location, getting the, peer, uh, getting the uh,
2: permits, and well, in my yeah. mind, like four years. Okay. Uh, well, in reality, you started planning it. Yeah. In reality, yeah, probably it, about three years. Yeah, it probably, took half, three. probably
3: took about a year to do all our research, put a business plan yeah. together. We, mm-hmm. we tried to be as thorough as possible. Yeah. Um, and then a couple months after that, we were looking for space, mm-hmm. checking out everywhere we could find, uh, and we found this in. February of last year. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, signed the lease was...
2: February 1st okay. of 2017? 17. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So 11 months between signing
1: the lease here and, and opening. And opening. You know? Yes. Okay. Which is pretty fast. That is, yeah. That's... Yeah. That's... From other stories I've heard, that's... That's yeah. pretty good. And we did a lot
0: of the work ourselves as well. I mean, yeah. pretty much all the demo was us. Um, we did hire a contractor like to build a bar and, yeah. and all
3: that. Electrical, plumbing. Ele- we, yeah. we weren't touching that. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. no. Well, except, except the automation. I, yeah, yes. I did all the automation myself. Okay, I uh, put that master's degree to use. <laughs> there you
1: go. All right, so you can build bridges and breweries. Yeah, there you go. Nice. We should go on your business card. Yes. Yeah, there you go.
2: Bridges <laughs> and breweries. No, it's great having that too because we just did. A, we just finished brewing a kettle-soured gosa, and I was looking into everything, and I bought the lactobacillus to do it, and the guy told me, you know, keep it between ninety and hundred degrees. I was like, well, that might be a little more difficult than just wrapping it in some blankets." So I called Thomas and I was like, hey, how hard would it be to reprogram the panel so I can make a set temperature on the boil kettle and it just keeps it there for two days? So the next day I come in and it's there and yes that was uh, great. The phone call <laughs> was
3: hey can you uh, can you make it do this by tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. yeah, he kind of left that part out. Where, you know, the next day miraculously it was <laughs> miraculously it happened. So yeah, you know
0: he to something like that with uh, me writing a piece for him when he was in college. Oh yeah that was, was like, fun hey, too. Can you write me a piece when do you need it in like a week? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, now, so are all three of you also employed outside of here still, or is this... I'm here full-time. You're full-time. I'm the only one. You're the, okay. Yeah. And we're still working. You guys working. are still working. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, that's not, I mean, that's not uncommon I mean, at, at all, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, it's almost surprising that one of you is full-time, you know, and yeah.
2: especially such a short period of time. Yeah. yeah. You know. Okay. Well, we went into it, and coming from my other job, I was like, I need at least, you know, this much a week to pay my bills Mm -hmm. and i was like so i can i can survive on that which wasn't a lot of money so we Mm -hmm. were able to manage okay nice good I mean, full-time, maybe not full-time salary, but full-time. <laughs> right,
1: right. Well, owning your own business full-time is a whole, it's not 40 hours.
2: So yes. it's, yeah. yeah.
0: It's a
1: whole
2: other thing.
0: However many hours you need.
2: Right, yes. right, right. I don't know how people do it without having someone there every day. Yeah. With all the stuff we have to do, I put in at least 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how, well, I think they find out pretty quickly. You don't because, sleep. No, Yeah. <laughs> There's actually
1: well I mean I've I've interviewed other breweries where it's one comes to mind is four of them and they all have full time jobs. And I'm like, wow, how do you do this? But yeah.
2: you know, they're doing it. It can work. I mean, unless you have a big system and you only have to brew a couple times a month. Right. But we're brewing like three times a week. Right. So right. I don't know how you do that and a full time job. Right. Be almost impossible. Or you just don't ever sleep. Right. Yeah
0: well plus over the summer I'll be here you know when I'm not teaching this will be my this will be right. where I put in my you'll my have my more talent. time to give to yeah, it yeah
1: gotcha and that'll hopefully help help Andrew out and mm-hmm. so you're not okay. here 80 hours a week well we ha- we have beer in front of us so we yes. might as well start drinking and talking about it now i um, drinking this whole time <laughs> <laughs> so any are any of these beers things that grew up on the
2: homebrew kit Actually, two oh, of them are. Two of them are. Okay. Yes, three of them. The porter. Well, yeah, I guess three of them. Yeah. Three, well, yeah, I mean, but uh, <laughs> it was perfect when we got here. But- <laughs> 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 That's all right? a yeah, pounds of something. I said when we got here. <laughs> okay. So Change let's. Where, where are we starting? More of a sibling um, rivalry. So I guess we'll one? start at number one. Okay. So this is our Navisync Twin. Um, it's we call it a session American ale. Um, it's kind of the gateway into the craft beer. So we made it so that it's a quote-unquote lighter beer. Um, It's 4.4% alcohol and 10 IBU based off of a beer I will not name. Um, And the idea of it was a beer that you can have a good amount of in the summer without trying to gain too much weight. Or if... You have someone who comes in who isn't into craft beer, but their husband or wife is, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, I drink Bush at home. This is the beer we give them. Okay.
1: Now, this part of New Jersey does not seem like kind of like you guys are in like a pocket almost onto your own, onto yourselves right now. So are are there a lot of folks new to craft beer coming? Yes, yeah. there are a
2: lot. And I've actually, this beer is actually in my knowledge, turned at least like three or four people onto it. Okay, They came in, had this beer first, tried something else or got a growler to bring home. And then they come back in like a week later and get something totally different. Okay, I had one guy come in. He was like, I've never had craft beer in my life. I drink Bush. That's all I have ever drank. That's all I will ever drink. But my wife likes this sort of thing. I was like, well, try this. He tried it. He had like three pints here. And then he brought a growler of the IPA home and then ended up the next week coming back in and buying two growlers of the IPA and having it here. He was like, this stuff's great. I don't know what I've been doing my whole life. <laughs> that's a big jump, so, too. That's
1: from is. going from Bush it to is.
2: IPAs. That's was a big jump. I was surprised with that. Okay. But, but yeah, so that's that's what the number one is. It's kind of our, our gateway. hmm and it's nice to have on a really hot day yeah. when you've just done a lot of yard work. Very approachable. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's nice. It's crisp. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Very uh, very low IBU. Yeah. Now, you, I'm sorry. Did you say it was a lager? It's an ale. It's actually. an ale. Okay. Yeah. It, it's almost a has almost a lager feel.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what we were going for. Mm-hmm. Like a cream ale thing cream ale-ish. Mm-hmm. We don't put any of the adjuncts in. It, right. It's its own thing. Yeah, right. that's why we call it a, a Session American Ale, in air quotes. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Now, the naming convention,
1: I'm seeing a lot of local names, either right out there, local towns, or like twists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's trying to grab the, the feel of yeah. this part of Jersey.
3: Yeah, well, part of it. Is uh, in my opinion, naming the beers is the hardest part. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. fi- find something accurate. that hasn't been done that's that's original. So it, that's catchy it helps, enough. Yeah, it helps keeping it local. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is going to be naming it after something you only find here. <laughs> right. Okay. But well, we also, we want the connection to the local community too. Yeah, and even
0: even choosing the name for it nonsense. You know, we all grew up in Rockaway and and just have you know been in this area our, pretty much our whole lives, and we wanted to really tie in the fact that. You know, like you said, we're in this weird pocket where there's not really a lot of other breweries around us. So we really wanted to tie into that that local history and heritage and, and that just pride of this area. So, you know, Four Nonsense is the fort over in Morristown. and uh, That's where we got the name for the Arnold's Tavern Porter. It's where George Washington stayed when he was
2: stationed here. And, you know, we'll talk more about that beer when we get to it. But... I do have to say, a disclaimer, they're not all going to be based off of local stuff.
0: Okay. Also, we have a couple out of things. Yes. Right. That was we have a couple point.
2: things that are more on the nonsense side than local yes. things coming up. Either, okay. either local but, or nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nonsense, not the fort nonsense place,
1: but just nonsensical. Yeah. Goofy. Yeah. Goofy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Next down. Just go down the
2: line. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is our Benedict Amber Trader Ale. This Good. is one of my recipes that grew up on the, I think this was the second recipe I ever designed. Okay. And then tweaked from there. Um, it's a malt forward, mm-hmm. easy drinking, amber, uh, not too much on the hop profile, but a decent enough IBU to still have some hops there. Mm-hmm. This one is probably our best seller. Yeah. 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 Now, do you see, like, is that,
1: the, like, as people look at the board, are they, are they starting with the,
2: the like, are they going from here to there? Like, if, it, it depends on yeah. the type of person. Yeah. If they're not into craft beer, usually they'll drink number one and then go right to number two, two. Okay. And they probably stick there. A lot of the, as I've, well, a lot of the older crowd that I have heard from certain bar owners drink the dad beers. They usually go straight for this one and stay there. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't want to call out other, somewhat larger breweries, but it's their equivalent, their craft equivalent to something like a fat tire, which Mm -hmm. is still craft, but they're Mm -hmm. regional and, you know, kind of one of the big guys, but, Now are, so you guys are here in the tap room, of course. Yeah. Are you also distributing locally? Are you getting out there? Yeah. That's me too. Uh, <laughs> so right now it's it's all me. Uh, we actually just got one of the guys who works in the tap room, our tap room manager, and the assistant brewer. They just got a license too. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get a bigger push. Um, okay. But we are getting out there and trying to get in as many places as possible. As of when we recorded this, Mars Tap and Grill. Um, we have a Keget Revolution in Mars Town. We have a Keget Legends Ale House. Uh, Rosie's in Randolph, Sharky's in Booten, um, Chico's, which is a Mexican restaurant that's opening up in Denville, mm-hmm. Hops. Hop's, we had a keg at Hop's in Marstown, um, I know I'm forgetting tap something. House, uh, tap oh, house Tap grill. House Grill in Hackettstown. And the Sparta and, Liquor, uh, Liquor Factory. Yes, the Sparta, Sparta Liquor Factory. For Growler right. For Growler I'm looking to
3: get us
0: more in the Sussex County area, because I live up in Sparta, so... Okay.
2: More to come.
3: Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Hopefully by the time this airs, we'll be in more locations. (coughs)
2: Yes. And canning too, hopefully. Yes. Okay. We're working on artwork now. All right. And...
1: Mobile canning? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm just looking to see (laughs) if there's a canning line in there and it doesn't look like it. Okay. (laughs) So the mobile canning? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, growlers here yep um, how many days a week are you
2: open we're open Wednesday through Sunday Wednesday through Sunday yeah. okay so summer Wednesday yes yeah, summer hours might stay might not uh, once the fall comes okay so right now we're open Wednesday Wednesday <laughs> through Friday four to 10 Saturday 12 to 11 Sunday 12 to 8 okay now we first met at AC beer fest yes yep how did that go for you one uh, pretty well yeah yeah
3: for our yeah. first festival yeah 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 pretty well <laughs> okay uh
1: chose one of the biggest for our first yes. right that's we yeah. jumped in the deep end You're not <laughs> one of them i mean the
2: biggest in new jersey right yeah. So. Yeah. yeah
1: okay now have you been doing other festivals
2: since yeah, yeah we've, we've done, done two more since then okay. the yeah. boot in uh, rock and brew and beer bacon barbecue okay in, in morristown in okay yeah. Yeah, it was like that's home. That's home turf for you guys, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> and actually, going back to AC, if we want to go to beer seven, yep. this is our saison. Uh, we actually won second place in the saison category for this at the festival. Oh, right! Well, congratulations. congratulations. So, thank you.
3: It was a nice surprise. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, I was the only brother not at the beer festival, so I found they out. said that, we, that yeah, yeah. I yeah. found I found out that we won the award when I logged onto Facebook and saw them post a pictures. So they didn't even bother <laughs> to text me <laughs> well, Be like, "Hey, by the way." Yeah, you snooze, we, you lose. You yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> you should have been there. Sorry, I was doing a gig that weekend. We were a little excited. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Now, my
3: first thought wouldn't have been, "I should text my other brother." <laughs> yeah. So. We, Okay, yeah. One thing we learned is bring more people next time. Yes. <laughs> oh, it work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it was a marathon. Yeah. It, I I mean, we were you know, doing the podcast, but we could yeah. kind of dictate when we were taking a break or needed yeah. to go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely felt for you guys when you would walk past and, you know, you just yeah. pulling back on the drafts, pulling, and I'm like, wow, these guys have been in there a long time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely Yeah this is This is beautiful So now Is, is this is this,
2: yeah. this is here all the time now This is a more seasonal Selection okay. So um, At time of recording We're pulling it off Next week okay. uh, We have I think like a keg and a half left But we're gonna Make room for something else Um It'll probably be off Until the fall Okay So You know September, August It'll probably get put back In rotation Okay Um but this is, I mean, this is my favorite recipe I've ever made. But mm-hmm. I think it came out great. Right. I love it Because it won. Yeah, it, right. it won too. But right. before that, it okay. was my favorite recipe. It was recipe.
1: your favorite recipe? It's, yeah.
2: Tasting though. It's huh. a rye-heavy saison uh, that we use peppercorn and seeds of paradise in the boil. Um, we let it you know, ferment relatively hot to get a lot of the traditional flavors out of it. We use Sriracha Ace Hops. I think that's everything Mm. interesting about it. It's very rye heavy though, Mm -hmm. which I put rye in everything, Mm -hmm.
3: so I love it. A nice farmhouse funk.
2: So with a Cezanne, I mean, traditionally spring
1: only. Yeah, right, spring into early summer. um, When you're brewing and thinking about beers, how much is that traditional aspects of the beer Is that important, or is that like a starting point, or do you kind of throw that out the window? Because I'm just surprised when you say, well, it may be coming back in the fall, where Saison is usually not a fall beer. I mean, half and
2: half, I guess. Yeah, It depends on the style and things like that. Like, I wouldn't put out a stout in the middle of the winter. I know a lot of people do, and a lot of people love stouts, but it could just be my preconceived notion about you don't want a stout in the middle of the summer. Okay. You Did I say? I said summer. Said I meant yeah. summer. You meant summer, um, right? Okay. Yeah, I would put it out in the middle, in the middle of winter. winter. Okay. Uh, I was gonna uh, scratch my yes. head on that one. Okay. Uh, so, so I mean, some stuff like that, but I mean, other things. I personally love drinking Saison's year round, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't think it to be weird to have one in like November, but I mean, some people would. Right.
3: Yeah. I mean, we try to honor a lot of the traditional side of the beer, but yeah, you know, we want to. Branch out and try new things. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this is very nice. This is Thank very you. nice. I do like Cezanne. I'm, I'm, I'm And lately, I've been getting more and more into them. All right, number three. Three.
3: three do you want to take this IPA. one? Yeah, this yes. is this, your recipe. This one's my recipe. This is this is another one we did back in the homebrew time. Uh, I think this is my very first recipe I tried to do on my own. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always been more of an IPA drinker than these two. I was. Going back, I just... One time I was in the liquor store and I saw it was Hoptimus Prime. You know, oh, beer. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really big into IPAs, but I loved the name so much I had to buy it. All right. and, I was there for that. I remember yeah, that. <laughs> from the, from that point on, you know, right. the, that hop bitterness. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. No. So, when I made this, it was... When I put it together, I just wanted something that was... Not too overbearing. Mm-hmm. Something you could just crack open on a hot summer day. Drink a couple. Kind of. I, I always liked the uh, Founders All Day IPA. Something uh-huh. like that. So it's it's a little bit more citrusy. It's it's a West Coast style. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, it's but it's more complex than the Founders, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, something balanced. Something. You, you got the bitterness there, but there's a lot of grapefruit notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we haven't done it yet here, but back at home brewing, I also did this the same recipe with grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figure we should do it sometime. And call it Grape Falls IPA. <laughs>
1: there you go. There you go. Well, you've already thought of the name, so it has to happen. Yes. Right. The hardest part's done.
3: Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, I just wanted something I enjoyed I enjoy drinking, mm-hmm. and that was what
1: went into it. Well, you you find out you find out a lot of brewers. I think if you go for what you like and what you believe in, and what you love, you know, the tail will f- will come. The, you know, people yeah. will come and drink it. It's it's more real than saying, oh, I'm going to brew something that I think everybody else is going to like. Yeah. You know, if you brew what you're into, you know, if you build it, they will come, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that type of thing. I really feel that's kind of how we
0: approach this tap list, though. I You know, just discussing leading up to the opening of what we wanted on tap and the variety and, you know, the thing that we kept kind of just tossing around was, well, I really liked this recipe. I really like this. You know, there's there's an underlying support from, you know, the two of them who are really behind the recipes. Um, you know, like you said, you know, if you build it, they will come.
3: yeah. It, it helps that we balanced each other out well and what we like yeah. to brew. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, I like to seem- brew what he doesn't like to brew, and vice versa. Right.
1: Well, it seems you guys have a look a, a varying degree of palates as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not you're all tuned into the same thing taste wise. You seem like you all have a very different come at it from different angles.
3: <laughs> yeah. and Andrew went into before with the, like, the whole cooking side of it and the recipes. And mm-hmm. I'm an engineer, so I always approached it from very technical, you know, I had a whole spreadsheet, I was taking readings all throughout my process and, and trying to figure out, okay, why is this thing, you know, varying so much? Okay, these are the ones that are, you know, I'm, I'm not getting much variance from brew to brew. I'm not no, like was, that.
2: Right, yeah. you're a, a, a,
1: a <laughs> and pinch of like, dash. And yeah, dip. exactly. Two, like, this doesn't taste right. Let's add more of that. Yeah, yeah.
3: right. when okay. We started up. I was on his ass about keeping records.
1: Right, right. Take I write some stuff write down. Write this down. <laughs> the, the the engineer versus the artist, right? Yeah. The, uh, yeah
2: what's a couple more ounces of you know? Come on.
1: <laughs> well, at this scale. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Well, now how, that brings up a good question. How was going from the homebrew kit to a bigger kit? I mean, how, how many barrel are you? Uh, we're a five barrel. Five barrel. I mean, so, barrel, two I mean that's a that's a decent jump from a yeah. from a from a homebrew, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how would how did that were, were there any challenges? Were there any? If you've got set homebrew recipes, you're coming in with.
2: Was it a challenge to scale them? Um. I mean, we use a software that kind of scales it for you. Okay. Some things scale very linear, some things don't like coriander, Uh, (laughs) which we found out the hard way. Um, We did a a Whitbeer recipe and we scaled up the coriander in the way we thought we should way too much. Okay. It was, and coriander's that thing, you know, it's the seed of cilantro. cilantro. So it's either you love it or it tastes like dish soap. Okay. People
0: were so divided on it. They were. Either people came up and they were obsessed with it and wanted nothing but that beer, or people came up thinking that we were adding soap into the brews and they were like, they're like, your lines are wrong, your yeast yeah. is wrong. Like
3: it, this is just. You, you didn't even,
2: clean your lines out properly. Yeah. Yeah. Even right. between
3: the two of us, I, yeah. I was saying this tastes like I'm drinking soap, and Andrew and saying I just said, it tastes, this
2: tastes like,
1: it. like a ton of <laughs> coriander.
2: Right. I tasted the
1: soap as well. When there are disagreements. You guys take it out back and get <laughs> all out of each other until you get there. Or I mean, how is how do you how do you resolve the disagreement as three brothers? Tried. You know, I mean, I'm, and knowing that two of them tasted soap and you tasted coriander. I mean, when something
2: like that happens, I mean, something like that. I was just kind of like, let's get a, a broader spectrum of people's ideas, and I actually did a small tasting thing with. I think it was James and I had a couple friends come, where I actually added soap to one sample. Oh, yeah. And the other sample I had normal, and most people said it was fine. So we put it on tap for a little bit um, until we had something to replace it. But usually it's two out of three wins. Two out of three wins. So whatever two people agree on is what we go with.
0: Okay. And sometimes if if one of us is feeling really strongly about it, you know, we might sit there and say, okay, let's take a chance on it and and see Mm -hmm. how it pays
1: off. Okay. And, you know, but that's kind of, you take that risk and... And the other and two, if you're wrong, the other two will never let you forget. Oh, it. no. no, no, no. There, are,
3: there are still
0: things that that we dredge up from you
1: know, decades ago. I, I would not we be
0: surprised.
3: For taking it
2: back. Yeah. yeah, I like that idea. Build the Thunderdome. It's
1: pre entered,
2: two leaves. The Fort Nonsense yeah. Thunderdome. Hey, I'm yeah. the one lifting the kegs all day, so I have a. Good idea. There you go. <laughs> working. He's, he's yeah. working out. All right, we have a porter? A porter, okay. Yes. My personal favorite. Um... Mm. This one's a mix between the two. It's originally Thomas's recipe, but I would say that I perfected it. Thomas would disagree. <laughs> you had it in, what, like 3%? Of it was 15% melanoid amount Yeah, and I changed some other percentages. And it made it amazing, in my opinion. But,
3: you know. um, <laughs> to, to, be, to be fair, it was still in the development stage when he got involved. It okay. not finished product.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm sensing a Thunderdome moment. <laughs> I'm staying out of this This is probably the most uh, fought-about beer between us. Okay. Because you, you, whose you, recipe is it? I'd say it's ha- like half mine. He'd say it's like 30%. But, you know. Okay. Either way, it's a good beer. <laughs> it's a good. Beer. It, it tastes it's good. It's very good. Um, yeah,
3: nice and, nice and roasty. A little mm-hmm. bit of... Uh, Slight chocolate note. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We uh, we don't have it anymore, just because of seasonal. But we did have a this same value. year, yeah, aged on coffee, uh, yes. our own okay. our own blend.
2: Yeah, I also spent some time in coffee shops, mm-hmm. so we paired up with a local roaster. So we made our own blend of coffee. We went, we did a couple of cupping sessions, um, and we actually sell our beans in the tap room. It's a fifty percent Kenyan. 25% Guatemalan, 25% Costa Rican blend. And it's actually, it's one of the best coffees I've had. It's, it's great. It's yeah. really good. It, it's perfect with this beer. Yeah. It okay. adds a little fruitiness, a lot of the roastiness backs up with it. As a, as a teacher who lives on coffee, <laughs> I very strongly back it. It's excellent. <laughs> I'm
3: tempted to just put the coffee beer on permanently,
1: but I there are a few people who don't like coffee. So yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Are there other Collaborations in the works? Um, Well, by the time this airs, we'll have a collaboration with Second Act. Um, They're up in Dover. They contract through with Rammstein. We're doing a Belgian strong ale with them. You guys have anything on the horizon, say August, September time frame? Uh, What's coming up? Uh, what we're doing? We'll be canning by then. Yeah. Okay. we'll be canning by then. This uh, may we... come out right before we start canning. All right. Now, so,
1: with canning, are you are you planning on is it canning for here or canning for stores in the area? Both. Uh, both. Yeah.
2: Okay. I I'd like to do some can releases just out of the tap room, but maybe do our standards. Like we're gonna can the amber, the IPA, and the porter. Um, And then we'll do some other stuff too. Those are your three biggest? Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are our our tech three flagships. Okay. Um, Plus the Navisync, but that's only going to be a taproom availability thing. Okay. Um, So we'll can those, and we're going to have canning for a GOSA, so that might be only out of a taproom. But mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Okay. okay upcoming right. events, we have Trivia Revolution starting. Uh, so we're going to do trivia every second Thursday, okay. I think is what we agreed on for now. Um, and then we do have a mug club where you purchase a mug. Uh, you get 20-ounce pours for the price of the 16-ounce. And we have special tasting events where we do test batches and we set up in the brew house. And you come in, you get $1 pours of the beers. Cool. So, so you get to you get to taste it before anyone else. Yes. Right. Okay. And it might be something we never make again. Oh, so, so you, that's it. It, it might could be, be it the could only be chance. One off, five gallons. That's it. Okay. Or it could be something that goes to the big system a couple months from now. Uh, we did one with the stout, probably a month and a half ago now, and that's something that'll be available in the fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. We did a test of the Gosa. Um, we did right. a test of the Gosa. That'll be it's changed, changed a little bit. Yeah. a little bit.
1: Yeah. yeah. But that's why I tested. Yeah. Okay. Well, now. Are you doing your tests in small batches on your your system here, or are you still, like, got the homebrew system? Like, what's the—where's the, what, the man-scientist
2: <laughs> thing happening? We still have the small—the small, the small yeah. homebrew stuff. Uh, we're trying to work on getting a better pilot system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something that's hopefully controlled by the panel and has yeah, right a, a little more bells and whistles than a propane burner. Right. But— Get on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, engineer. By tomorrow. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just need to okay on price. <laughs> all
3: right.
2: um, but yeah, right now it's just, it's kind of still the homebrew setup. Nice. Okay. But you oh, do make it all years.
1: here. Thank you so much, guys. You can visit Fort Nonsense Brewing on Route 10 in Denville. Their website can be found at fortnonsensebrewing.com, and you're going to see their hours, tap list, and a whole lot more. As always, you can check out the blog at overbeers.beer. Please leave a rating for the podcast on iTunes or where you get your podcasts. It helps. You can also leave a comment at the blog or send me an email. I'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas for the show. The email address is cheers at santefoto.com. S-A-N-T-E-P-H-O-T-O.com. We've also got a new Instagram account. Check it out at overbeerspod. I'm Freddie Clark, and I'm going to go have a beer, but I'll be back real soon with more conversations over beers.